Welcome to the Leadership to Wealth podcast with Neil D'Souza. I'm your host, and we've got a great conversation for you. And the full interview is available on our Leadership to Wealth YouTube channel, where you can watch more amazing content to build wealth. Today on the Leadership to Wealth podcast, our guest, who is a lawyer from Miami, talks about a number of issues. Uh, most importantly, he shares with us about how to build as a professional on social media and how to build your business, as well as why people are afraid of judgment when it comes to these arenas. And then finally, we get into a little bit more controversial stuff, talking about socialism and communism, uh, considering that his family has come from uh, communist Cuba. Today's show, our guest, Frank Ramos. All right, guys, this is the Leadership to Wealth podcast, and today we have Frank Ramos. Frank, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So, Frank, uh, we're going to talk about a, a lot of different things. Um, you know, you are a lawyer. You can tell us a little bit about your practice, um, and but you you also have a podcast. You do you've got a lot of hats and a lot of arenas, um, along with. Uh, being ranked as one of the best lawyers in the country, um, you know, by the best lawyers uh, list, correct? Yes, that's correct. Thank you. <laughs> so, so tell me, um, just just to kick us off, as a person, as a lawyer, as whatever area you wanna you wanna go into, what would you say is an area of your life that uh, that you absolutely crush in, like you're. This is your superpower. <laughs> you know, I think what I do really well is social media, particularly in LinkedIn. Uh, I jumped on that platform early on, which is pretty much a resume platform. I didn't really understand it. I think most people didn't understand it for the first decade or so it was out there. In the last few years, particularly during the pandemic, that's where we were. And we couldn't go out. We couldn't have lunch. We couldn't have drinks. We couldn't get on a plane. And so we were all socializing and mingling and networking on online and LinkedIn for professionals was the platform. And I really learned and studied and understood the platform and made it my own. I have about 62,000 followers there. Um, it was pretty good for a lawyer. And I've used that and leveraged that to get work, get business, get opportunities to speak and to write. And I think that's what I do best and foremost, really creating my brand online. Wow. Okay. So, so you're saying that uh, even those of us with gray hair can still crush it on social media? We can. I, uh, I'm i 50 years old and I'm probably past my prime, but I figured it out. And what I like about LinkedIn and the different platforms really depends on the clients you're seeking. I'm a lawyer, as you mentioned, Miami, and uh, my law practice is generally for corporations. So the people I'm communicating with are professionals and professionals gravitate toward LinkedIn. If you have a practice where, or a business or a retail service or a product you're selling that's for younger crowds, uh, take a look at the TikTok. I know it seems a little weird. Nobody wants to dance or, or sing, but you'd be surprised at following and get there or Instagram. Or if you have maybe an older generation that's more social, Facebook seems to gravitate toward the 50 plus people. Uh, there are a lot of different platforms. Clubhouse is one of the newer uh, platforms out there. First decide who you're trying to reach, then determine where they're at online, and then try to own that space on that platform. Okay. Well, I, I, 
legitimately want to talk law, but and and about your practice. <laughs> but I love what you're creating right now because you know I'm uh, I'm almost at that mark, and I have found within the last couple of years really um, how social media has really changed the landscape for me as well. And I I'm one of those guys on TikTok, and uh, people ask me the question all the time, and and I'm like. I've not done any dances in bikinis, that's for sure. <laughs> and, um, you know, out of my uh, almost 10,000 followers on TikTok, um, very few, if any, are, I would say, below the age of 25. Uh, by and large, um, the my crowd is 30 and above. So it's interesting that the algorithms can still, even on that type of a platform, can... Uh, can still direct the people that are in your demographic. Um, but I, I want to talk about LinkedIn because this is something that I think is really untapped for professionals. And um, and I, I try to talk to people about it a lot. And so I'd love to hear your, your take on why LinkedIn is so powerful and why you're so powerful on LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn is a worldwide community and you just never know where work is going to come from, where new matters are going to come from, where business is going to come from. It could come from around the world. It could come from another continent or another country. You just don't know what the relationships are. And uh, for the, you know, LinkedIn is free. You can always get a premium subscription. I just e e recently got one. I, for years and years, I did not get one. But I finally succumbed and got it. You don't need it. Uh, I do it for other reasons. Uh, to be details aboard your audience here. But uh, for free, you basically have an online profile, really a resume of sorts, uh, which is multimedia. You can add video and photos. And it provides recommendations through their algorithms that you connect and follow and what groups to join. And if you're active on it for maybe 15 minutes a day consistently, uh, within a few months, you'll start seeing results. And within a year or more, you'll really start owning your space. Let's say you're involved mm -hmm. in sales, given product or service at a given company, or you're trying to promote your own company or entrepreneur. If you are consistently on that space, pushing out valuable content on a day in, day out basis, you will create a tribe. They will follow you. They will push out your message to others and it will reach uh, people that you would never even thought of reaching. And it's better than buying ads on Google or Facebook or anywhere else. Obviously, it's free. It's authentic. It's organic. And it kind of grows itself. At first, mm -hmm. it's very much like compounded interest or when you have a 401 or you have some investment. First, you don't really see much growth and it takes time. But eventually, it sort of goes on a glide path where, uh, you know, you have sort of a parabola. It kind of shoots up. And from one day to the next, one week to the next, you start noticing people viewing your content a lot more, commenting, sharing a lot more. And then occasionally a post may go viral, which then creates more interest and more followers and more connections. And after a while, um, it's really just maintaining that and letting your followers and just kind of expand on their own. And so here, I've been posting daily, I want to say since August of 2016, it was released my second book for lawyers. And I've been posting every day. I don't think I've missed a day, including uh, nights and weekends. You don't have to do that, by the way, with my model. Um, and now, pretty much whenever I go to a legal conference or a convention or I meet somebody at cocktail hour, most people know me or know of me because uh, I have that following. And I think if you already have a door, a foot in the door, and you already know somebody they know of you, uh, it adds to your brand. It keeps you top of mind. 
Uh, it makes the introduction communication easier. It makes it easier. It's not really a cold call. They kind of already know and like you. And so if you reach out to them and you want to ask for coffee, which I do a lot, or if you want to do a, a Zoom or a team meeting vibes or somewhere part, part another part of the world or Skype or, or, a, or a call, WhatsApp call, whatever it is, uh, they're much more receptive to doing that as opposed to just getting a call out of the blue or getting an email out of the blue or some message out of the blue. Yeah. I, well, I, I think that's amazing. And I agree with everything you're saying. And um, it's interesting, you, you know, for those of you that are listening right now, you, you're hearing this from a lawyer. And I know that uh, lawyers get a lot of bad names um, uh, offline. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, you know, here, Frank, you're, you're providing us uh, real value here in helping people to understand the power behind it. But I've got to ask this question because I, you know, we talked about crushing it and I, and I hear what you're doing in terms of LinkedIn, but, but what would you say is your superpower behind that? Like what empowers you to be able to go out there, do those videos on a consistent basis and uh, you know, be able to provide value. Where's that, where's that come from? You know, I think if there's a characteristic when it comes to social media is willing to put yourself out there and to fail, to look foolish and to suck. Because when you take out any of this, when you first start posting, when you first start speaking in front of a group, when you first start writing, you're not going to be great at it. And you're not going to get great feedback and you get reviews from people. Like, oh, I didn't really like him or her. She wasn't particularly uh, captivating or didn't really speak to me. And it's really easy at that point to say, this isn't for me. And I think you have to push back past that. And I think when I first got on LinkedIn, I wasn't particularly good at it. And I fumbled through a lot of things and I made some mistakes and maybe I made some posts that didn't really, weren't really good. Maybe some of them were a little controversial and I, and I learned from that. And I think the ability to accept failure as part of being an entrepreneur or a leader or a manager and understand that's part of the natural process and having everybody in your team understand that as well. Uh, and then working through it and learning from it and obviously not making the same mistake twice, maybe making some others along the way. But whatever you pursue at the at the initial phase of it, you have to be particularly good at it. Just just the way it is. You know, you take up a yeah. new sport, uh, or you start working out. You know, and say you want to become a bodybuilder. The first time you go into the gym, you're probably not going to be able to lift much weight. But a year, eighteen months later, you're going to look pretty good. And you know, you want to run a marathon. The first time you go out and put on the sneakers, you may run a quarter of a mile and start just huffing and puffing. But within six to eight months, you may actually be able to sign up for the Boston Marathon. New York Marathon. So it is a process. And the first part of the process is not glamorous. It's not easy. It requires a lot of work, a lot of effort, and a lot of discipline. But if you can stick to anything you want to do for 30 days, and that's generally when something becomes a habit, you can do something for 30 days. And if it's LinkedIn or TikTok or whatever platform you want to use on social media, if you post every day for 30 days, by the time you get to the end of 30 days, it's just going to become natural. You won't have to actually make yourself do it anymore. You're just going to pick up your phone or you know, work on your laptop or desktop and record or produce content, whatever you're going to do. And then probably within another 30 to 60 days, not only will it become natural, but you'll just, you'll have to kind of hold yourself back a little bit because you'll have so many ideas and so much information that you don't want to become obnoxious on the platform either. And you'll probably be writing little notes to yourself or recording things and using Hootsuite or some other platforms to sort of time when you release your, your content. Uh, but just whatever it is, 
accept the fact that initially you have to do particularly well. It's not a reflection on you. It's everything we do takes time to develop that skill set, and you have to give yourself time. So, if you were to uh, if you were to have a letter on your chest, it sounds like. Uh, it would be uh, double, it, two two letters W L uh, W F willingness to fail um, <laughs> is fair. is that's what fair. you had right <laughs> right yeah um, I mean I remember uh, some attorneys that I go on the circuit with and I remember seeing them 10, 12 years ago and I know cringing like oh wow you're not really good and now I see them and I'll make notes like wow remember that time when we spoke to them we both sucked. Now we're back here and we're like, now suddenly we're the keynote speakers and uh, yeah. that's how it is, you know, and just have to yeah. go and take some shots and pick yourself up off the mat. Mm. So, uh, okay. Oh gosh, a couple of things I want to ask, but first how, I mean, if this is really your superpower and, and you're really crushing it there, how do you fail in this arena now? Is there a way for you to fail or for people uh, listening, by, is there a way for them to by fail? By giving up, by just walking away. Um, and, and that happens when you stop doing it. Like, it's like thinking about when you work out, I think we've all had periods in our lives where we're, we're working out or we're dieting or eating right. And one day we stopped and then, and then maybe the next day we stopped a couple of days and yeah. it's really easy to fall out of the habit. Um, and it's really easy to stop taking chances or risks. It's really easy to play it safe. It's really easy to, to always speak. On the same topic in front of the same audiences, safe and comfortable. And really, the key is always kind of pushing yourself, pushing the envelope, pushing the edges, and seeing how far you can take something. And I've surprised myself, and your listeners would surprise themselves to see what they're able to do if they just keep seeing what the next step and the next engagement is. And it's fun, it's exciting. And you know, you start in Peoria and you end up in Carnegie Hall, you write a short blog post, you end up becoming a best-selling author, whatever it is, but it is a process and you have to start somewhere. And as long as you see momentum, uh, I think that encourages you and it sort of creates a foundation for your discipline. Um, but like, but when you, you take a break from things, that's always a problem. And so the biggest challenges are when, let's say, there's some big issue in your life, God forbid there's a health issue or there's a family crisis. Uh, or something else happens that really requires all your attention, you have to be very conscious that once you're back online to jump back to those habits. Because otherwise, at that point, the muscle is not as strong, it's not as well developed, and it's, it's probably going to take a little bit more work again, a little bit more energy, and you have to commit to re-engaging again. Mm -hmm. Well, I, you, you know, if you guys are listening, I can attest to what Frank is uh, saying here. Um, you know, I... I had a, I don't know what you want to call type of relationship with LinkedIn and social media um, prior to 2020, where I was on there because I was supposed to be on there. I didn't really understand how it worked or what it was supposed to do for you. I thought it was a lot more of an ego metric than anything else. And for LinkedIn, you know, the people on LinkedIn are people looking for jobs, right? And th that's what I thought. And then, um, you know, I'll, I'll say this it, shout out to Gary V because he kept talking about it. And uh, I had heard a little bit from this guy, didn't know who he was either, because obviously I wasn't on social media. And, uh, but I remember him talking about the only reason you don't post is because of your fear of judgment. And uh, I thought, well, I believe in providing value. 
and uh you know i'm not worried about people judging me so let's go ahead and do it and one of the things from what you were saying that i did was in january of 2020 i just started posting daily and i didn't shave i didn't dress up nice i didn't do it. i was like okay let's make these the worst videos ever because <laughs> you can only go up from here and um and try not to overthink it and just keep putting them out and so I would put the put videos out every day, kept putting doing. And now I just did Monday to Friday. You know, I'm a business professional. You know, I'm like the weekends are for family. Monday to Friday, I put them out. And um, and I kept doing that. And first, you know, you got a couple of views, then you got 10, then you got 20, you got 50, 100. Oh, I got 150 views on something, you know, and I thought that was amazing. And and the consistency of it, as you were saying, uh, really helped build my, uh, you know, mental, emotional muscles to be able to, as well as fitting it into schedule to be able to do them. And uh, it actually did burn out a lot of the judgment that I had over my own content. So I love what you're saying there. And, and one of the things maybe you can speak to this that I think a lot of professionals don't understand is how that providing that value and providing that content and being active in these circles can you can really feed back into your business and be quite profitable. Yeah, there's two aspects of that. There's the social contract aspect of it, and there's the top of mind. I'll take those in reverse order. In terms of top of mind, if most people these days are on one or more forms of social media and they check it daily, they check it on their phones and most of us deal and use social media through our mobile devices. And so people who are on LinkedIn or active on LinkedIn are checking their feed every day. And people who are connected and follow me because the content I put out are probably seeing me every day. And if they didn't like me, they wouldn't be connected or following me. And so I'm always top of mind when in their lives, you know, I'm probably, they probably see me more than most other people in their lives. They probably see me more than some of their, you know, people they see every day sometimes because I'm constantly in their feed and I'm constantly at the forefront of their phone. And so but, when they but have who's a need, want to see a lawyer every single day, you know, it's surprising other lawyers. That's where I get a lot of my work. Uh, some corporate folks who have legal issues. Um, and so when they have an issue in mind, they see my name, they see I'm providing content. They know of me, they've developed a relationship with me virtually. A lot of people just come up to me and they're talking as if we're best friends and I really don't know who they are and it's flattering, but they feel that they know me kind of like the way, you, you know, you know, some celebrity on television, not that I'm going to put myself in the same stature, but there's this foundation that's been laid to the platform. Now head over to our leadership to wealth YouTube channel to get the full interview.